Good morning, brothers and sisters. Let us pray. Father, as we come before you, we give thanks to you for allowing us to worship you. Give thanks for your grace and mercy that once again we can gather here as a family in Christ to listen to your words. Father, we pray that you will speak to us. Help us to submit ourselves under the authority of your word. And we pray that your spirit will move our heart to receive your word and let your works transform our life. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you are using daily living water as your devotion material, last two weeks we are studying Matthew chapter 12 and also Matthew chapter 13. And when you study Matthew chapter 12, you will read a lot of conversation between Pharisees and also Jesus and his disciples. And here is the questions. Do you ever think that why the Pharisees hate Jesus and also his disciples? Although Jesus and his disciples did nothing to hurt those Pharisees, why they hate them so much and even wanted to kill them? Is Jesus or his disciples was doing wrong things? Or it is Pharisees their own problem? I always remember there was a time because when I was in university, I studied Chinese studies. Of course, our course uh, mostly uh, we study in uh, Chinese language. But every semester, we also need to uh, pick some uh, subject from other uh, degree course. For example, like uh, one semester together with uh, almost uh, 15 to 20 classmates together, we uh, went to uh, have this class, Introduction to Mass Media, and this class was carried in English. So the lecturer teach in English. I always remember when we went for the first class. So they are around, they were around hundreds of students there. As the class began, that lecturer asked especially to a Chinese study student because as he looked at the list, student list, oh, oh almost 20 students came from Chinese studies. So I was there and this lecturer asked us, welcome student from Chinese studies. Do you guys need translation? Or do you guys need me to explain some of the terms in Chinese to help you have a better understanding in this class? Actually, um, from my point of view, that teacher is a good teacher. He just want his students to understand uh, the things that he's going to share, going to teach. So he wants us to really understand what he is going to talk about, uh, what he is going to teach in all these lecture notes. But my friend beside me, he was so angry. Why? And he turned to me and he say to us, wow, this lecturer, he thought that 
we Chinese study student cannot understand English. Ah. He was so mad, raised out his hand, and went in front and talked to that lecturer. So, whose problem here? It is our lecturer's problem, or it is the student's problem. So many a times, uh, when we hate someone, we are not happy with someone. Many a times, it is not opposite problem, but our own problem. Just like the story that I share with you, that teacher, that lecturer is a good lecturer. He just wants to help us, but because my classmate, he, this, he, did, he did not have the right sense of security, so he went to argue with the lecturer. So in Pharisees and also Jesus' case, as we read through the Bible verse, obviously it is Pharisee problem. They hate Jesus, although Jesus did nothing. So the problem belongs to the Pharisees. So before we go into their problems on the sense, on their sense of security, let us briefly go to the background of Pharisees. Firstly, Pharisees, they, they, are, they are a Jewish social movement. So they are not a particular ethnic or race. They are not, for example, like we are Chinese, uh, they are uh, Iban, no. They are all Jews and they are just a Jewish social movement. Uh, let me illustrate in this way. For example, like today we have so many churches and we are all Christians just that we have different denomination. So that is one of the Jewish social movement. All right. And the Pharisees, this word origin and is from the Hebrews, Prushim, which means separation. They want to separate themselves from others, from the world, in order to live in holiness. And also, besides the written Torah, Old Testament, they also believe in oral Torah. And they thought that they are the authority on interpreting the prophets and the laws. So when Jews, they have questions on laws, who they were going to ask? They were going to ask Pharisees. And Pharisees are going to interpret laws for them. So uh, this is uh, just simple background of the Pharisees. So once again, let us look at the accusations that they made to Jesus and also his disciples. Let us look at the first one. It's all taken from Matthew chapter 12. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some hacks of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they say to him, Look! Your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath because they are the authority of the law. I mean, on interpreting the law. So when they come to Jesus, of course, they will use the law to challenge Jesus because uh, that is what they are proud of. Yeah, because they have a lot of knowledge about the law. So next, going on from that place, he went into the synagogue, and a man with a shrill hand was there, looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. 
They ask him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? You see, what is unlawful and it is lawful is all about the Lord. They want to challenge, they want to accuse Jesus. And even in Matthew chapter 12, verse 14, but the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. You see, their intention is so obvious, they want to kill Jesus. They not only hate them, but want to kill Jesus. Next, then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus killed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they say, It is only by visible, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. They not only accuse Jesus, but they also blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So obviously, the problem of Pharisees here is they have wrong sense of security. They build their, they build their sense of security on wrong things. So that is why when Jesus came together with his disciples to serve people around them, Jesus and his disciples, they plunged the Pharisees into doubt, jealousies, and selfishness because of their insecurities. And it also exposes that they build their security, sense of security on wrong things, for example, like fame, their positions, their uh, knowledge of the law, and so on and so forth. So this morning, we are going to compare the Pharisees and also Jesus. And we learn together from the Word of God from Jesus and see how a Christian should build our sense of security. So firstly, we compare between the Pharisees and also Jesus. So Pharisees, they build their sense of security on the audience, but Jesus on the Word of God. So Pharisees, they, they, they want fame, they want positions. Let us look at Matthew chapter 23, verse 5 to 7. The whole Matthew chapter 23, Jesus uh, is talking about Pharisees. So that is the uh, verses that I've taken from it. Everything they do is done for people to see. They met their philateries wide and the tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor and banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. So Pharisees, they came to serve Israel because they want people to see. They love to be greeted. So their goal is people commendations. They want people around them to commend them, to honor them. So they are very sensitive on how people look at them. Their focus is not on God. Their focus is not on loving their neighbors, but themselves. So when people 
chose to follow Jesus and love what Jesus thought, Pharisees, they were jealous and they had Jesus because of the wrong sense of security. So obviously, the Pharisees were angry at losing the favor of man, the favor of their followers. But you see, when John the Baptist and also Jesus came before them and spoke the word of God to them, asked them to repent, they are so angry, but they are not sorrowful and contrite because they disobey God's will. So this reminds us that today, do we put our focus on God? Or as a Christian, we put more focus on how people look at us. For example, like if one day when I come to church and someone has sons command on my appearance, am I going to come and continue to love my brothers and sisters in future day, or I just angry and stay at home, I don't want to come anymore. If we do that, they actually reveal our focus is not on God, just like Pharisees. So let us, brothers and sisters, let us be reminded by the word of God. Have our focus not on how people look at us, how people say to us, command us, but are we focused on God? Are we obey the word of God? And that is more important than how people look at us. And let us look at Jesus. Jesus, he focused on the calling from his heavenly father and also the will of his heavenly father. Jesus also faced all kinds of difficulties uh, when he served among people, right? And one of the difficulties in, uh, created by uh, these Pharisees, they even want to kill him. And not all people around Jesus love him, no. Some people hate him. Some people accuse him. Some people want to kill him. But he still continued his service. Still continued to fulfill God's calling. Still continued to measure he obey the will of God. Even in the midst of all kinds of trials. Just like what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So he's going around, proclaims the word of God, proclaims the gospel, performs miracles, invites people to follow him, believe in God, so that they may have life. And finally, he died for all of us on the cross and resurrected on the third day. Nothing can stop him from fulfilling God's calling to give life to people around him. 
nothing can stop him. Even trials, even people have a lot of works attack him. But no, he's not going to stop that because his focus is all on God. At Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, Jesus' prayer when he was in Gethsemane. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When Jesus focused on God, he served God faithfully and he pleased God. When Pharisees, they focus on the audience, they affected by people's command and they lose their focus and they are not serving God, not faithful to God and they are not pleasing God. So we have to make our focus right. Build our sense of security on the right thing, on God's calling, on His word, but not on the audience, so that we are able to serve God and follow Jesus faithfully until we see Him face to face. When I was 15 years old, that was, that was my first time leading praise and worship on uh, the stage. In the, in the Sunday worship service. And I always remember uh, that was my first uh, praise and worship that I was the, the leader. Then after the service, a leader came to me. So I just felt that, oh, I think uh, something bad is going to happen. <laughs> All right. So this leader came to me and wow. He was like scolded me and he told me that why you were on the stage to preach why you spoke so many things you are supposed to lead us to sing but why you you want to uh, spoke so much let pastor do his job not you wow I went back and cried in my room because I was just 15 years old I cannot I cannot I just cannot took it and of course I share this with my parents but praise the Lord my my parents and also my friends even my pastor they guided me encouraged me remind me to focus on God and don't hate that leader because he was trying to help me Although he was not using the right word, but you have to focus on God. So I give thanks to God because through parents, through brothers and sisters, through advisors, to my pastor, I continue to serve God. I continue to lead praise and worship. I trust that if I quit just because what the leader told me, I won't be here today. But because people around me help me to focus on God, that is why I grow from that experience. I learn from that leaders, from what he told me. So I become a better praise and worship leader. So brothers and sisters, let us focus on God. 
Of course, not everyone will love you. Everyone, we have different uh, idea. But let us come together. We focus on God. So next month, uh, Pastor Bill Wilson is going to uh, be here to share with us. And because I don't know who is Pastor Bill Wilson, so last few weeks I just go onto YouTube and search Pastor Bill Wilson and heard a lot of, of his testimony and also his experience. And I found this. And when you type Pastor Bill Wilson on the Google and you click on the images, you will see a lot of pictures that Pastor Bill Wilson, uh, he, uh, he took together with kicks, especially uh, uh, kicks from the street. Kicks were poor. Why? Because when he was 12 years old, he was abandoned by his mom. This morning we have uh, many 12 years old uh, young men and also young uh, women here. We can't imagine if we live on the street on the street by our own without our parents. That is just a nightmare. But that is what Pastor Bill Wilson experienced. So that is why when he when he grow out, he just wanted to dedicate himself to serve all those kids who, who, who are abandoned by their parents, who are living on the streets. They just want to approach them, to help them, to bring them to Christ. So, he, when he went to the street with um, where black people, they, yeah, they, they stay there, you know, and he is a white guy. So he went there, he was denied by so many people, and he even been stabbed twice, and he even met Robert, put the gun in his mouth, and blow his face. That is what he experienced. But he did not quit until today. He did not quit. Although people spoke all kinds of bad words against him, he did not quit. And that is what he, he shared. Sometimes we are faced with trials, but your commitment to God and your commitments to love and serve others must be stronger than your emotions. I remember uh, Bishop Law, he always uh, reminded and encouraged the pastors uh, with this uh, sharing from Pastor Bill Wilson. Sometimes we are faced with trials, but your commitments to God and your commitments to love and serve others must be stronger than your emotion. Let us learn together. Serve God, focus on God, so that we won't quit easily. Next, personal ability and also the Holy Spirit. The Pharisees, they build their sense of security on their personal ability and also knowledge just like what we read from the verse what they used to challenge Jesus laws right because they are the authority of prophets and Torah interpretations so they want to use what they are good at to challenge Jesus 
Just like what uh, the Bible say, one of them, an expert in the law, you see, the Bible even say, expert in the law, tasted him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? So after that, Jesus replied, I love your God. Yeah. Every time when they want to accuse Jesus, they use the law because that is what they depend on. That is their sense of security. So, you see, obviously their main goal is not to use the law to serve, to bring people to God. But they care about winning. They want to win in debate, debating between Jesus and also themselves. And they're eager to gain appreciation. And they are very sensitive where others are doing things better than them. When Jesus has better interpretation of the Lord of God, them then they are so angry, you see, because of the wrong sense of security. They even accuse Jesus when he drives off demons by the power of the Spirit. They even blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So the Pharisees, they were proud of their knowledge. But they forget that the law belongs to God. They are so proud because of their knowledge of the law. But they forget that the law is actually from God. It is belong to God. So it reminds us that we are we as a Christian, we are gifted through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have all kinds of talents. And it reminds us that today. We should not be proud of our abilities and talents, but remember that everything that we have comes from God. So that our focus is not on ourselves, but our focus is on God, on people who are in need. Let us look at Jesus. So Jesus is different from them. Jesus, he served by the power of the Spirit, and he glorifies the Heavenly Father. Let us look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Pharisees, they just want to use their knowledge for their own advantage. But you see Jesus, he is different, totally different from them. He cast out demons and healed the sick by the power of the Holy Spirit, yet he was not boasting on his power, but he glorified, he gave the glories to God, to his heavenly Father. Brothers and sisters, if we focus or if we only depend on our own ability, our talent, our focus will be easily shifted and our focus will not on God but on our own accomplishment. If we take our own talent, knowledge and ability so important. But if we focus on the Holy Spirit, we depend on the power of the Holy Spirit, our focus will be on those who are in need. 
So you see, Pharisees, they want to have their own advantage. But Jesus, they just, he just wants to serve those who are in needs. Brothers and sisters, today if we want to appreciate people to follow Jesus, to come and join, join our church, we must depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at their needs and serve them so that they see Christ in us, so that they attract by the love of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And they come, they build their personal relationship with God. And as a church, TMC, we are so gifted and God so loves us, we enjoy God's blessings. But as His church, let us not boast on the things that we have, on the accomplishments that we have in various ministry. But continue, we serve by the power of the Holy Spirit. So our focus is not on our own accomplishment, but on needs that people need us to serve. Conclusion. So let us look at this church chart. Pharisees and Jesus. So Pharisees, they focus on fame, positions, personal ability. So that is why you see when they go and do things, when they go and serve, their focus is not on God, it's not on the needies, but their focus is on people's commendation and people's appreciation. Actually, it is on themselves. So the outcome, they are insecure and they struggle in jealousy and hatred. They struggle in comparison and competition. But let us look at Jesus. Let us learn from him because he is our master and we are his follower. So he focused on his God's calling and also God's work. And he also focused on the power of the Holy Spirit. So when he go and serve, his focus is not on himself, but to fulfill God's will, but to serve, to help the needies. And that is why, you see, although there are all kinds of trials, but Jesus, he is secure. And he has peace in him. And he served with commitment and faithfulness. And he served with power and love. Let us pray. Father, we give thanks to you that your works always remind us to be a better disciple, to be a better child after your own will. Father, we pray that in every day of our life, you will continue to remind us with your works and your spirit. So that, Father, we will continue to focus on your calling and also your word that is written in the Bible. Help us when we go and serve in our family, in our workplace, in the church. Help us to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. So that, Father, our goal will not like the Pharisees, looking for people's commendation and people's appreciation, looking for fan and positions, but we strive to fulfill your will. We strive to serve the needy. Help us as a TMC, as your church, Father, help us 
to have right sense of security and serve with commitment and follow you faithfully. Serve with the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of Christ. Father, we give thanks to you for speaking to us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.